0: Well I think we're going to love our next guest Uh, Absolute legend of the game Well look he's got a statue out of the MCG That's how good he was Uh, 403 games for the mighty Richmond Football Club And Kevin Bartlett joins us now G'day KB
1: G'day Jack, g'day it good to catch up again. Yes, right.
0: absolutely it is. Um, thanks for taking our call. Carlos, um, how Pleasure. excited are you heading into September about the Tigers? I mean, again, that they they look unstoppable, um, but this time we will have to go from, what, sixth?
1: Well, uh, I, I don't know about being unstoppable, but I think they're finding some good form at the right time of the year. Uh, I like their chances against the Brisbane Lions. Um, I have I've always felt they've had the wood on the Brisbane Lions. And you might recall early in the season, the Lions, you know, when they played at the MCG, they kicked out, they might have been six or seven goals in front at one stage, and the Tigers peaked them back and uh, had a great win. And I just always felt that when Brisbane plays against Richmond, they hope to win, whereas I think Richmond, when they play against Brisbane, believe they can win. And I I think that's a big difference. And, you know, I think the way the Tigers are playing at the moment, uh, and after watching Brisbane Lions last week, get demolished by, by Melbourne. Uh, I, I think the Tigers
0: are good things, even even though it's at the gather. Very nice. Kibitz was here. Thanks for uh, taking the call. Um, bit, of, yeah, bit of youth brought into the Tigers as well with uh, one of our favourites, Tyler Sonsi. who's a Eastern Rangers boy. Uh, what have you made of the youth coming well, in? Well, and that's
1: been one of the good things with the Tigers. I mean, Sonsi's come in towards the end of the year and uh, Miller's come in towards the end of the year and then Cumberland of Mm. course has come in and um, you know I remember watching uh, his first game he started on the on the uh, well in fact I think he was um, he was a sub and uh, Lynch got injured early in the game Uh, I think it might have been against Gold Coast from memory anyway he came on the field and he kicked two goals like in two minutes and should have kicked another couple of goals in that game he missed a couple of easier shots but what we've seen since then is that he's, he's a goal kicker he's an innate goal kicker um and he just knows how to find the ball. He just looks like one of those players who just puts himself in the right position and he's a very, very good kick. Um, so he's been, he's been a massive plus uh, for the Tigers uh, on the forward line. He's another avenue to goal. And as you say, young Sonsi and young Miller, uh, Maurice Rioli Junior's coming come into the side. He's just in, continued to improve and got that great pace and he runs people down. Uh, there's some exciting young players there at Richmond.
0: It certainly is. And, yeah, no, well, that's what I think most people are worried about. The, the dynasty's just starting again. So do you feel that?
1: Well, we hope so. We hope <laughs> so. And, I mean, and Jack's getting towards the end of his career. You know, he's, uh, he's played over well over 300 games now. And, you know, he's uh, getting close to, you know, maybe even 800 goals. But Tom Lynch, I reckon, he's just about in the best form of his career. I mean, the last four or five weeks, he's just been a dominant player, Uh He's been unstoppable on occasion. kicked eight goals in one game, five goals again last week after half halftime. Uh, and what we've seen with him in recent weeks, is he's straightened up his kicking. Prior to that, you know, he was a bit 50-50. But, you know, his kicking's been very, very good. So his confidence is high. I know he had a bit of a, a niggly groin last week and they, they took him off. But, uh, you know, he's got this other week's rest with the bye. Uh, I, I think he is, you know, probably the informed forward just about... In the competition uh, Right up there with Cameron And also Tom Hawkins So I think he's going to be Very hard to beat uh, Against the Brisbane Lions I think they've, he's troubled them in the past I think you'll trouble them again
0: And would you be looking forward Maybe to a Richmond-Collingwood final And let the G95,000 That sounds pretty, <laughs> sounds pretty <laughs> good for the viewer That's unders, I reckon
1: <laughs> Well, always look forward to play Collingwood <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, particularly in finals (laughs) (laughs) although they did beat us in that preliminary final when Mason Cox of course they had the chant going around the ground you know USA USA
0: um,
1: (laughs) uh, you know won the premiership in 2017 and you know should have won it in 2018 then they won it in 2019 2020 but uh, you know, we should have built a wall, and, and we should have kept Mason Cox out of the country. That's what
0: we should have done. <laughs> yes, good idea, good idea. boy uh, well, you'd be shattered. The Carlton missed out.
1: Well, look how disappointing was that. <laughs> As you know, I got I got great respect for Carlton. I don't love Carlton, but I got but I got great respect for Carlton. But uh, fancy being in the you know the top eight you know, every round of the season and then going out you know, in the last game of the year virtually with the last kick. Uh, look, they, they had they had their opportunity, didn't they? I mean, what, like 24, 25 points up or something at one stage? Um, and even, even late in the game, they made a couple of horrific decisions. Uh, I think it might have been Young Durden, uh, only needed a point and sort of did that little kick into the pocket. Uh, not quite certain what that was about. So they had their chances, but in the end, you know, just not good enough. Uh, disappointing for them because they had a terrific year, I thought, under Michael Voss I, I thought they made some big improvements, but uh, in the end, uh, they just fell short.
0: And you have had your word on uh, rule changes in the past. What are you thinking of the uh, six-six-six and and the stand rule now? How, how have you seen it now? There's been a full year. Of it.
1: Well, so I, I think I think the stand rule is one of the most embarrassing rules ever brought into sport. Uh, I
0: agree.
1: You know, yep. you, for a, a player to stand on the mark. And not be able to move, which means there's 18 against 17, because once you know guarding the mark used to be an art form. You know, uh, you'd practice it at training, guarding the mark, concentration, watching the watching the play with the ball. You know, is he going to go left? Is he going to go right? You know, moving across your mark, not going over the mark. Um, you know, that was that was part of guarding the mark. Now, I mean. Firstly, to so say you don't give away a fifty metre penalty, you might as well stand there with your eyes shut, yeah. because if you have your eyes shut, you're not going to feel like degoey has fallen on a couple of occasions where you know, like Doherty on the weekend, you know, pretends he's got a handball, and and Degui moves you know his big toe to the left, uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden there's a fifty metre penalty and they kick a goal. I mean, what 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 sort of sport is that? That's yeah. not Australian rules football. No, so agree really. With that. You you could actually stand on the mark and shut your eyes and just wait for the umpire to say uh, "play on" and then open your eyes, because otherwise there's a good chance you give away a 50 metre penalty. (laughs) Now, what sport in the world? What sport in the world where one of your tactics could be where you've got to stand with your eyes shut? (laughs) No, there's no sport in the world. It is the most. It is the most ridiculous. Uh, rule that's ever been brought into any sport anywhere on the planet, let alone Australian rules football.
0: You could nearly end that with that song, KB. That's my take. <laughs> yeah, well, that is my take. <laughs> now, it's also been uh, quite funny this year listening to uh, talkback radio, in a, in a sense, and uh, listening to uh, people's ideas to improve the game. And I think one of them I can remember that's um, been on quite a bit is to reduce the interchange bench. Um, you know, and uh, maybe just have a, a normal interchange. Who, who thought of that 20 years ago?
1: <laughs> well, we, 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 we should get interchange out of the game because fatigue <laughs> is very important in sport. You've got to have fatigue in sport. Uh, and at the moment, you have 150 fresh players coming on the ground and 150 tired players coming off the ground. Now, that's not Australian rules football. And, of course, it was even worse than that you know, when we had a 120 interchanges uh, which gave us 240 and there was the time when it was open-ended of course you could have as many as you like uh, it's just ridiculous to have fresh people coming on and off the ground all the time uh, if you had fatigue in the game well that would automatically open up the game and would, would, would create space and also it would create uh, more contests within contests uh, at the moment of course you're just bringing fresh players on the ground a lot of players around the ball um, and no fatigue is not part of the game, and in my in my opinion, uh, the game of Australian rules football would be infinitely better uh, if, in fact, we, we got rid of interchange. See, interchange originally, when it first came in, which was what nineteen, I think it was nineteen seventy nine or nineteen seventy eight, when interchange first came in, it was so that you wouldn't have um, injured players on the ground. It was it was purely. Uh, for injured players, you know, in the 1980 grand final when you could interchange players, Richmond made its first interchange at the 16 minute mark of the last quarter. <laughs>
0: right.
1: When Bruce, Bruce Monteith came onto the ground and made its second interchange for the day at the 26 minute mark of the last quarter, when daryl Freem came onto the ground because it was just used for the injured players. That was that's what it was brought in for. And then, of course coaches started using not as for injured players but for tactics and therefore running players on and off the ground and as we know uh, you know we got extraordinary numbers of interchange at one stage I think in, in one game there was you know 500 interchanges between Collingwood and Gold Coast or someone like that I mean it was just just ridiculous players were just running off the ground every 35 seconds uh, so that it was brought the people who brought in interchange if they had have known that it wasn't was was Going to be used as a tactic and not for injured players. I don't think it would have ever come into the game.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, um, how far? Let's go back to now. Uh, how far can the Tigers go, KV? Um, obviously, you, you think they'll beat the uh, the Lions uh, next Thursday. Yes. Uh, what can they? Can they win a semi? Can they get to a prelim? Can they make it all the way to a grand final? Look, I, I
1: think they're capable. Uh, one of the great things about you know this final series if you look at the the games you know the Lions versus Tigers now look if you're back for the Brisbane Lions uh, you know and you're playing at home the you give yourself a chance Brisbane of course have had a great finals record in recent times gives themselves a chance you know you got Melbourne versus Sydney well both those sides you know would probably make a case why they believe they could win Cats versus Collingwood you know you can make a a case for all those sides and then Fremantle and the Bulldogs can make a case so I think this is a, a, a very good final series where you know uh, not much between a lot of the sides, so you know surely I mean Richmond. Richmond's got great belief in themselves. Uh, they believe they can win. Uh, I, I, I'm not quite certain whether you know every side going to this final series believe they can actually win the premiership. Uh, Richmond would believe they could win the premiership because they've done it three times in the last few years. Uh, there's a lot of sides that you know go into finals. Uh, happy to play finals And they hope to win If uh, where There's a big difference between hoping to win And believing you can win And I, I reckon Richmond's won a couple of finals And even won a premiership Where they believe they could win uh, And the opposition believes they Well, hope they could actually win So, uh, yeah, Tigers could go all the way uh, mm-hmm. But as I said It's such an even season You have to say at this stage that Melbourne And Geelong appear the two standout sides But yeah, that doesn't guarantee
0: that they're going to win the Premiership. Not at all, not at all. I mean, just talk about the Tigers in was it, 2018, so you're quite right. Um, now, the um, big news throughout the week has been uh, Essendon, and they they lost their coach um, this week. Uh, now, their criteria for their new coach is experience. They want an experienced coach, KB. Are you any chance of coaching them? <laughs> Mate, I've
1: just got out of rehab, you know, so... <laughs> on the last time mate <laughs> but it's interesting that they've said they want a, uh, an experienced coach uh, because then you've got to say well if that's the case who's available mm-hmm. uh, Ross Lyons available uh, he was obviously a very good coach and you know, could have won a couple of premierships with St Kilda and also with Fremantle uh, so he's an experienced coach Brad Scott is, I thought used to coach North Melbourne very well and got through to final series and a preliminary final so he's an experienced coach but uh, you know, maybe someone, another experienced coach. I mean, you've got to think Don Pike. But, you know, with all the Adelaide stuff uh, raising his head recently, I doubt whether uh, he's going to get the job. Uh, Justin Leppage is another one that comes to mind. A uh, bit like Michael Voss, Coach Brisbane probably when they were down and out and you know, a very difficult job at that stage. And he's gone off and he's done a big apprenticeship with Richmond and Collingwood now, such as Michael Voss did with you know Port Adelaide. Um, so he might be the sort of a player that's had previous experience. But there's, there's you know, someone like Mark Williams, uh, you know, hasn't coached for quite a long time, but he's been at Richmond and also at Melbourne. So when they say an experienced coach, you've got to start, and then there's James Hurd, of course, who, uh, you know, coached for a few years and favourite son. So, you know, apart from those, that group of uh, people, who else do you think's available in terms of being experienced?
0: Yeah, you're, right.
1: you're right. Yeah, yeah awesome. you know, there's 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 not there's not a lot. You, I mean, there's Brenton Sanderson, I suppose. I think he might be with the AFL Academy now. Matthew Knights, but he actually coached this at one stage. and got sacked. He's at West Coast Eagles. Um, just leaves you know, yourself, uh, KB. Brent Brent Brenton Brent Bolton coach Carlton, but yeah, uh, I think I, I, I don't think he'd be putting his hand up for the job. So I, I think when they talk about um, having an experienced coach I think the field is very limited whereas if you just said you know you're going to pick anyone whether experienced or first time coach well then that would really open up the field you know because there's a lot of uh, coaches out there as we've seen in recent times uh, come through the ranks Um, but if if you're going to put a line through them then uh, the field's not big is it
0: no, not not quite, not quite. That's why I, I just asked. I just thought you might have been the perfect candidate for it. That's all. They're just I mean, well, you've got look, you've got I, great I, experience. Well,
1: I appreciate that, but
0: I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. We don't want to send you back to rehab, right? no, no, we don't. Hey, uh, hey KV, we might leave it there, mate, but um, look, it's been a, another joy uh, catching up with you and um, and hearing your thoughts on the Tigers, and yeah, let's hope they can uh, go all the way, because uh, footy's great where the Tigers are up and about.
1: Oh, yes, scott got the, uh, the Tiger I army. Mean, let's do it again during the final series, and uh, when a few games have been played, we'll see if we have to change our minds a bit. <laughs> oh, we'd love to. <laughs> I'd
0: love to chat again. <laughs> Very good. Uh, thanks heaps, K V.
1: Good on you, Jack. Good on you, Wazzup. Thanks,
0: Kev. Stay well, mate. Here we go. Kevin Bartlett, the former Tiger. Immortal.